You know, it's one thing to come and look, oh, that looks nice, but you don't know the hours, the weeks, the months that it took. And it wasn't just Ruth, it was uh, the engineer, Joseph Madrigal, who was uh, lifting things up, yes. Go ahead and stand up and let's, let's acknowledge you guys. But you know, it takes more than one or two to build a castle, right? They had some help from Renee and Hazel and Angel, Rebecca, Rosie, Margaret, Patricia, and none other than my wife, Marianne. Amen? It's good to have a wife that comes alongside of you and helps you and works with you and not complaining and saying, why did we get into this mess anyway? You know, <laughs> I didn't... <laughs> There was a time when she used to say, I didn't know I was going to marry a pastor. I, I just, you know, liked you, you know, but I didn't know all this came along with it. But praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So <laughs> we do have talented people in the church here, and it's amazing. Now, uh, we have, as my son went down the, the list of things that we're doing, this, we're getting into the busiest part of the year. We have Father's Day, Visitor Sunday, Youth Summer Camp, Baptisms. Have you been baptized? Certainly, 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 Lord. We have Promotion Sunday, Harvest Festival, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and then we get to rest. Hallelujah. <laughs> so we look at the latter half of the calendar and go like, we're going to be busy. But we don't want to neglect, as my son said, Visitor Sunday on July the 2nd. That's where we have the opportunity to invite people in all the world. The whole world, can you find one or two people that you can bring and show them the love of God and show them how we live our lives for the Lord? You know, we, we had an um, anniversary celebration with uh, Evangeline over her son's uh, uh, gravesite, and they brought one of the family members, and he said, I, we said, do you know the Lord? He goes, well, you know, I was raised Jehovah Witness. And then at 18, I was so tired of it, I just left everything, left them, left church. I go, well, see how happy Christians act, you know? We're, we're not staid, we're not, you know, stuffy. And so I, we said, can we pray with you? He goes, well, I don't really want you to. I go, okay, we'll take that. Come on. <laughs> we prayed for him, and he, he felt the love of God. He said, this is wonderful. I've never felt this before. So, you know, you have to sometimes, the Bible says, some people you have compassion with, and some people you pull out of the fire. Amen? <laughs> like, I, I don't care what you think. Uh, we, we're going to bring you into the good things of the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, today's message is to encourage you, empower you, strengthen you to do the Great Commission. What is the Great Commission? Let's look at it. Mark 16. Go, ye. That's, you talking to me? You talking to me? <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> Go ye into all the world and do what? Just kind of mention the fact that, you know, you might be a Christian. No, preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized, what? Will be saved. And he who does not will be what? Condemned. Now, this is pretty serious, isn't it? You have two choices, life or death, heaven or hell, Right? All those that believe will have eternal life. Those that don't will be in torture, in torment. For how long? How long is forever? Is it like 1 million years? 10 million years? It's for, it's, you never get out. 
You never have a chance to get out. You go into the lake of fire. That's crazy. Now, God said, or Jesus said, this is my commandment. As God, my Father, has sent me, I'm sending you. And that's passed down generation to generation to us. Now, what does hell's fire look like? Let's take a look and see what it looks like. Ouch. You know, this is not even an exaggeration. This is really what it's like to be cast into hell forever, burning. And if you read it in the Bible, it talks about weeping and gnashing of teeth and eternal uh, um, torment. And people are crying out, oh, Jesus, I'm ready to accept you. I'm ready to preach. I'm ready to do your word and your will. But it's too late. It's irreversible. Not too many things in this life are irreversible, but this is irreversible, and it never ends. Sometimes we go through tests and trials, but they end, don't they? Sometimes you buy a car, and you don't like the insurance payment, and and you have to pay it, but after, what, five years, six years, it's over? Oh, thank God it's over. This is never over. And so with that, that has changed my whole life in wanting to get people saved. Wanting to know, are you going to spend eternity in heaven or in hell? I'm here to tell you that you need to uh, accept the Lord because I want to warn you. Now, it says here, uh, that's what Jesus did, to seek those that are lost. So let me ask you this question. If you were a, a man going through the streets and you see a house on fire, do you have a responsibility to tell somebody, like, the people that live in there or the fire department, that, hey, there's a fire? Yes. How much more the fire of hell that's there awaiting people, and we don't say anything. We're too shy. We're too afraid. We're too worried about what people are going to think. I don't care what they think. I have Jesus on the inside, and he's going to speak through me. He's going to talk to them. Amen? Amen? So what about this? Let me ask you this question. What about if you go to the doctor's, and the doctor sees a bad report, says, oh, you need some surgery or you need some medicine, and he doesn't prescribe it to you. He just says, oh, go ahead, go on vacation, have a good time, enjoy yourself, right? Let's see the doctor there. Now, that doctor, I wouldn't go to that doctor. Would you go to that doctor? No. (laughs) But is that a crime? It's almost criminal to not tell people of the ensuing danger. We have a responsibility. Even Jesus, one day he was out on the streets and he cried out, He that believeth on me shall not perish. I mean, he was frustrated. What's wrong with my people? Why can't they listen to me? Don't you feel that same way? But you can't give up. Even in sales, you have to give uh, at least seven presentations before someone takes one. I don't care if they don't receive it. I'm planting the word of God. I'm believing that seed will not return into me void. Amen? We have a responsibility. God is watching us. It's not a suggestion. It's not an option. It's a what? Command. So if you want to be a Christian, if you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life, if you want to come to church every Sunday and you carry a Bible and you put Jesus is Lord on your bumper sticker, you got to do what he says. Amen? It's kind of quiet in this church. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So uh, we need to tell others about Christ. Now, you don't have to be like this guy right here, okay? Yeah, he might scare more people than save people. (laughs) Have you seen these guys on the streets yelling, screaming, repent, repent, the kingdom of God? Well, you know, it doesn't really work for me, but you know what? At least he's doing something. At At least he's reaching out. 
You know, and, and you learn as you go. Did, did you know that? When I first started out trying to tell people about Jesus, I was shy. I was timid. I was, didn't know what to say. I said, uh, well, you know, uh, I want to pray with you because, you know, God is God and he's real. And my friend said, listen, you're, not, you're doing it the wrong way. Just go there and ask him, if you died today, would you go to heaven? I want to ask you that question. Yeah, in, in chess, I was telling somebody, in chess, there's a thing called a four-move checkmate. Anybody know that? Anybody that plays chess? Yes? Yeah. Where if you're not aware of it, they can move pieces, and four pieces, you're checkmate. You didn't even know what happened. So I like to checkmate with people. I like to show them, you know, hey, did you accept Jesus as Lord and Savior? Hold on one second. Uh, I'm not ready to go to the cafe yet. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go to the cafe, and we're going to show you how you do this. It can be very simple. It's like this. Let's, let's see this guy here. Uh, see, it's, you can be very conversational. You, you can just speak to someone and tell them, you know, God loves you. He cares for you. And then eventually you might have this happen. You might be able to pray with the person. You might be able to spend some time and actually talk to them and win them over to Christ. It's so easy. That's what Jesus did at the well, Right? He didn't say, hey, you know what? Don't you know who I am? I'm the son of God. You know, can you give me something to drink? He just said, give me to drink. She was so taken back. She said, how you, being a Jew, talk to me, a Samaritan? Because I'm a woman, and, you know, you're not even supposed to talk to me in public. Did you know that they were not supposed to talk to women in public? Not even your wife, not even your daughter? That's why he said to her, go call your husband, because I'm, I'm talking too long here. But you have to learn... <laughs> Anybody ever say that to you? <laughs> You're getting a little too close. <laughs> Call Hup, Donnie. <laughs> you, you have to uh, learn how to minister, how, how to, and, and I had to learn that. And, and, you know, when I was playing baseball, I, I loved baseball when I was a kid, 10 or 12 years old, but they used to call me the strikeout king. What kind of name is that? Why? I struck out a lot. Okay, I went to hit the ball, and I just couldn't hit it. So, but I didn't give up. I, I love the game. So I continued to practice and learn how to play. Then I went to Little League. I even excelled. I became, uh, got on the All-Star team. Then I went to Pony League, another you know, division up. I was on the All-Star team there. Then I went to high school. Yeah, I got on the team in high school. Then I said, I can keep going. So I went to junior college, and I played junior college. Hallelujah. Strikeout king goes to college. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> you might be a strikeout king where you're at. But just learn some things, learn some checkmates, and learn how to minister to people. Amen? So we're going to show you how easy that is. I'm ready to go to the cafe now. <laughs> yeah, last week we were too late, this week too early. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So I'm going to be, and we like to do demonstrations. You know why? Because it makes the point, gets the point across. And plus, it keeps you awake, Okay. <laughs> Some of you work nights, and you come, and you, oh, this is a piece of God, and you learn how to relax. But this will get your attention. I might have said a lot of things, but maybe this skit will help you. Amen? So here I am, and I'm going to go have a bite to eat. I'm going to get, let me see, let me try this restaurant over here. This looks like a good place to have something to eat. Let me, let me check it out here. Ah, oh, the surroundings. Medieval times, I love it. The decorations, really great. Ah, let's see what we have here. Oh, 
Yeah, it's a big menu. Many things here. Okay. It's good to sit down and enjoy a good meal sometimes, you know, even if you're alone. I got the Lord with me. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hello, sir. Welcome to Chucky's Cafe. Oh, How can I get you? you? Oh, thank you. You're so friendly. I, I, <laughs> I love the decorations here. It's really beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, let me ask you, uh, how, how is your half-baked Christian pie? I'll be honest, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. You just never know. Never know, huh? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Some Christians are like that. You never know. Yeah. Okay, uh, how about only on Easter and Christmas Sunday? Do you have that? Um, I'm so sorry. We don't serve that today. You'll have to come back on Easter or Christmas. That's a long <laughs> way away. I think yeah. I'll be hungry by yeah. then. <laughs> yeah. Okay, how about this? How about your totally dedicated salad? Yes, that's a good choice. Totally. Yeah, I, I think I'll get that. You know, by the way, man, I noticed you're so friendly to everybody. You have such a joy about you. Thank you. I want the tips, you know. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been working here? Uh, two years. Oh. Yeah, I'm just trying to be friendly to everyone, you know, in yeah, yeah. my life. Well, let me ask you, are, are you a Christian? No, uh, but my parents are, but you're, I'm not. You're not? No. How come? I don't know. I think I just need to be friendly to everyone and be kind, and my life will be good. Uh, I don't think I have to be a Christian. Well, let me ask you a question. If you died today, do you think you would go to heaven? I think so. Like I said, <laughs> I'm a good person. Yeah. Uh, maybe not. Uh, oh. Sometimes people bug me, so oh. my reaction might not be very kind. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. I'm not bugging you, am I? No, no, it's okay. Okay, all right. Yeah, no. uh, so, but you know what? What I found out reading the Bible uh -huh. that no one is good enough to get into heaven, so you don't have to worry about that. But the good thing is that Jesus Christ paid the price. He lived a perfect life, and if we accept Him into our heart, God looks at us as us being perfect. Would you like that? Yeah, my parents told me that before. But how is that possible? <laughs> well. It's possibly because of the grace and mercy of God. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Really? Yes. Would you like to have it's, everlasting life? It's hard to believe like that. Well, it's a simple prayer. You just pray, and the Lord comes on the inside of you. He forgives you of your sins, and then you have gateway into heaven. How about that? Yeah, that, that sounds very easy. <laughs> Okay, yeah. can, we, can I pray with you now? Right now? Yeah, why not? Why right now, wait? right now? Yeah, right, 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 right now, right now. Okay. <laughs> okay, just repeat after me. Okay. Say, Father God. Father God. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. He died on the cross. He died on the cross. Paid the price for my sins. Paid the price for my sins. I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to forgive me. Of all of my sins. Of all my sins. Come into my heart. Commit to my heart. Be Lord of my life. Be Lord of my life. And guide me. Guide me. All the days of my life. All the days of my in life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. How, how do you feel? Uh, I feel uh, emotional yeah. and uh, at peace. Yes. I have a peace. Yeah. yeah. Good. That's what, you know, so it'll grow when you read the Bible and when you pray mm -hmm. and when you go to church. Do you have a church that you can go to? No. Do you have a one suggest? Yeah, actually I do. Uh, New Heart Foursquare Church. It's on 
Covina Boulevard, you know. Okay. And we're having something special July. It's close to me, actually. <laughs> yeah. It's close to you? Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, good. Uh, we're having a, a special Sunday, July 2nd. It's called Visitor Sunday. Oh. And if you come on that day, it'll be your first time, you can win American flag blanket. I like it that. It looks like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. would go. <laughs> yeah. You didn't know we could put that on the screen like that. I know. Huh? In my restaurant, <laughs> my cafe. <laughs> That's awesome. It, it, it's a miracle. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a sign from heaven. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, that's good. And you know what? You can tell your friends, too. Okay, I will. Actually, I had a party, so I'm going to bring them over with me. Oh, good. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. And what was your name again? Leanne. Oh, Leanne. Yeah. Mine's Pastor Chuck. Okay. Oh, gotcha. you're the pastor. I'm the pastor ah, of the church. Amen. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'll get you order, okay? Okay. And the meal is on me. Oh, the meal's on you. Okay. Yeah. Well, praise. okay. You know what? You're becoming more like a Christian every day. Yes. yes. Amen. Okay. God bless right you. Right back right. with your order. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. That's what we get when you get a professional actress there. Amen. Now, you know, uh, you might think that was just a skit. That's my everyday life. My family can tell you I do that wherever I go to the restaurant. In fact, some of them say, come on, Dad, not, can you just cool it? Let's just have a meal and relax. I go, okay, so then I wait till the waitress is outside, you know, or, you know, away from them, or they go to the restroom, and I go, hey, you know what? If you, you're such a friendly person. Have you accepted the Lord? Do you know that you can go to heaven by just making a, making a prayer? Really? I was praying about that. So I, I, that's what I do. That's what I do. Amen? All day long. Find your stick. Find your way of being able to present the gospel and just use it over and over and over again. Amen? And who will be happy? God and all the angels in heaven will be rejoicing. Praise the Lord. So the way God has designed it is that way, where people tell other people. Amen? Angels don't come down regularly and tell you about the gospel. He uses people. He uses us. Even Jesus, when he was walking in Galilee one day, he passes by John the Baptist and tells his followers, John the Baptist says, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the man I was talking to you about. This is the prophet. This is the Son of God. And one of them's name was Andrew. Now, Andrew was the disciple of John the Baptist, and when he said that Jesus is the way, he went and followed him. And then what did he do? He went and told his brother Simon, Simon, we have found the Christ. We have found the Messiah. Come and be, and be with him. And so they went to him and said, uh, Jesus, um, who are you? And he said, what? Come and see. Come and look. And that's what we have to tell people uh, about our church. Come and see. Come, come and enjoy the presence of the Lord. Come and see what we have here, the joy and the peace and the love that we have amongst the brethren. Amen? Amen. So Philip decides to follow Jesus, and Philip is so amazed that Jesus uh, was so great, he calls his friend Nathaniel. So we see one, Andrew tells Simon, Simon tells uh, Philip, Philip tells Nathaniel, and it goes on and on and on and on. When you get to heaven... You'll be able to say, Lord, these are the people that I brought. I told this person, that person told that person. We don't want to get to heaven and Jesus say, well, I'm glad you made it, but who did you bring? Uh, well, nobody. <laughs> That's sad, isn't it? So Nathan 
looks back, and he doubts, and he says this, can anything good come out of Nazareth? It's sad that where you come from, it determines if you're good or not. Amen. I came from Gardena. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Rowdy bunch of people. Amen. Uh, but, but I'm not that way anymore. He said, come and see. So look at this in, in verse 47. Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite, indeed, whom is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, What? How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathan answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God and the King of Israel. Why would he say something like that? Well, looking it up in, in history, the children of Israel, it was hot in Jerusalem, hot, hot, hot. And what they would do is they'd go under a fig tree and do their devotions and pray and talk to God. And, and so Nathaniel was doing that, and Jesus said, I heard your prayer. I saw you. I know what you're praying. And he said, oh, behold, only God could have told you that. Sometimes we can be used of God when people are going through things and you tell them, you know, I, I just, you have a word or you have a scripture or you have something to encourage them. They go like, oh, man, that was God. God was working through you. Amen? So the other thing is, it's good to know that God hears your prayer. That's the most satisfying. Why do we pray? So we can get our prayers answered. We, just, we don't just pray to say, okay, well, whatever happens, happens. No, we're supposed to see the end result of, oh, okay, it manifested here. Praise the Lord. Just this last week, we had a blessing for the church, and I was just crying out to the Lord, thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for being so good to us. We had some things that we wanted to do, and God provided for us. And I said, Lord, thank you for hearing me. I, I just couldn't thank him enough. How can you thank him so much uh, enough? when he's done so much. He's made people's heart turn towards you and towards the church. All you can say is, thank you, Lord, you're great. Thank you for hearing us from your sanctuary. Do you know that everything that you say goes to the sanctuary, but you, by faith you just believe that you receive it. And so I was calling out to the Lord. I was so thankful. I was crying out to him for joy. So uh, now there's two reasons to shout about Nathaniel's comment. First is, we, ne we need to know that the Lord knows everything about us. <laughs> that, that could be good news and bad news. <laughs> we, we can acknowledge that we're not perfect, can we not? You know, I, I, these, these uh, speakers and managers that, that talk about, oh, I have an open-door policy, and I just want to help you guys. I'm not perfect. And, I, and myself, I always think to myself, of course you're not perfect. I never even thought you were perfect. You know, why would you even have to say that you're not perfect? <laughs> Ali, you know what I'm talking about. When they, they, they give you an, a motivational speech, and, okay, we're going to come together and I'm going to help you, but I'm not perfect. Yes, we know that, okay? <laughs> we all know that we are not what we should be. We are complicated. We have things running through our minds and th through our hearts. We've messed up some things. But Jesus, guess what? Loves us anyway. We know we've dropped the ball every now and then. Oh, sometimes I drop the ball and I say, oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. Like, for instance, can you give me a for instance, Pastor Jack? Sure. Um, <laughs> we have a gardener that mows the lawn right here. And uh, so I thought, well, the lawn looks pretty good. I'll just have him trim it. So my wife came on Saturday and she says, oh, no, <laughs> that doesn't look good. It, it, it looks kind of raggedy. I go, 
looks good to me. No. So me being a loving husband and a truthful pastor, without even looking at it, said, okay. So I call out for help. I go, Lord, I messed up. So I called the gardener. He said, you know, I'm booked up, pastor. I can't help you. Okay, well, Lord, Lord, help me. So I called my brother, Angel. Angel, could you come down and mow the lawn in the back? Sure, pastor. I said, Lord, you bailed me out again. How do you do it? How? So go out and look at the lawn when you, when you leave that back lot and, and see what he has done. Praise God. So the Lord knows everything. You guys ever get in trouble? Am I the only one that gets in trouble? Am I the only one that drops the ball or misses the mark? Am I the only one? Can I get an amen from anybody? All right. The Lord sees everything. He knows what's in your heart. He knows what's in your head. What's in your head. He knows what keeps you up at night. Amen. I had a sister I was talking to. She wanted a request from me. She said, I've been up for three weeks praying, asking God to touch your heart. <laughs> I said, okay, enough's enough. You got it, okay? He knows what keeps you up at night. You ever get, you ever toss and turn and trying to get things done? God, help me. Why, where are you, God? Can you show me something? He sees that. He knows that. He never sleeps nor slumbers. If you're awake, he's awake. Amen? He knows what's aching your knees and the pain in your back. He knows the enemies that are around you. He knows what you struggle with. He knows what you're tempted by. Anybody tempted? Okay, I'm not going to get any amens on that one. Uh, the, Lord, the, Lord, <laughs> the Lord knows what makes you angry. You know, we were playing, we were playing basketball the other day, and we had some new, new, newcomers come in, and, and they were using, you know, not-so-good words. And so I had to tell them, brother, uh, we don't do that here. You know, we, we, we... oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry, was I cussing? I go, oh, yeah, all over the place, all, all, all up and down the court, Okay. <laughs> He goes, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll check that, right? And so he played some more, and every time he missed, he said this, expletive, yeah. And then he, he, I was sitting out that game, he goes, oh, I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then afterwards he said, I'm trying to stop, I really am. God knows when you're trying, amen? He knows what makes you angry, he knows who you've forgiven and who you have not forgiven. Come on, give me an amen on that. He knows when you err in your life. He knows that you're still growing. He knows that there's deficiency in your spirit. Have you, you notice you have to build your spirit up more and more, put aside those things that so easily beset you, and the more closer you get to him, you realize, why was I doing those things? That was a waste of time, Wait, and, and it weighed on my spirit. He knows where your deficiencies are. He knows what your mistakes are. He knows everything about you, but guess what? He still loves you. Whoa. And, you know, I, I'm amazed when I see some husbands and wives said, you know what, I just don't love you anymore. I don't have that love and feeling. <laughs> but guess what? Love is not a feeling, okay? You don't wake up and say, I feel married today. No, you, this is, <laughs> this is a choice that you make when you get to the altar, right? Does any man take this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife, to have and to hold in sickness and health, till what? Death do you part. Now, some people want to exp expedite that. <laughs> have you noticed in the news, you see people killing people, husbands killing wives, wives killing husbands, paying people to come kill them? My Lord, what's going on here? 
So the first thing is, God loves you just the way you are, even in your faults and even in your mistakes. He doesn't want you to stay that way. He doesn't want you to just leave you that way. He wants you to grow, but he's patient with you. Like a baby, when they grow up and they're in diapers and they poop in their diapers and they fall and they do all, you don't get all mad at them and go like, come on, baby. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You know? No, you wait it out. They'll learn. You know, they'll get tired of pooping in their diapers and go like, this is ugly. I'm gonna, where is the toilet? Okay. <laughs> And sometimes you get tired of your own stink. You get tired of the way you are. You get sick and tired of being sick and tired, and you want to change your life. Amen? I see David's raising his hand back there. Uh, he gave a testimony. Uh, he said, I'm changing my life a couple of months ago, three months ago. He said, I'm, I'm going to get closer to the Lord. I'm going to see his goodness. And so he came to, to Bible uh, study. Uh, last Wednesday, he comes once in a while with his family. He don't just come by himself. He brings the whole family, amen, from top to bottom. We got little Demi. She's, what, two years old? She's got a pacifier in her mouth. She's in her pajamas. She's got her blanket. But she's there. She's singing the songs. She's tapping her foot. She's raising her hand, amen? So he said, uh, can you pray for, I need a job and I need a, a new house. And we said, praise the Lord. Okay, so we prayed. And guess what? I saw him on Saturday. He said, I got the job. I got, I got a job. Amen? God is good. When you do what God wants you to do, he rewards you. Praise the Lord. But he's not content on you being just the way you are. You may be, but your wife is not. <laughs> and God is not. Amen? So... Uh, I just threw that in, you know, for... <laughs> you know, when I was single, I didn't do anything wrong. You know, no one was there to tell me, you know, you did this wrong. You do, why are you doing that? One, one guy said, I used to walk on the carpet with my shoes all the time. I never, never thought that was a problem until I got married. And they said, don't, take your shoes off. You know? And one, another minister said, yeah, I went into the bathroom, and there's these beautiful towels in the bathroom, and I started using them. And the wife said, no, you can't use those. Those are for guests. Go, this is my house. What do you mean I can't use? Well, this is the new rules that we have here. Amen? Hallelujah. My, when my wife, when we got married, she, she looked around at the house. She said, there's some things going to change around here. <laughs> you know that furniture that you have? Mm -mm. No, we donated that out, okay? The clothes you're wearing? Mm-mm, that's not going to work. I had one, I held on to one, you know, dear t-shirt that I, that I loved, and, and, and she was getting tired of it, so she, I walked by her one day, she just grabbed it and went, Shh. she goes, I don't think it's going to work anymore, praise the Lord. And you know the old saying, when you get dressed and you go out of the house, and your wife says, are you going like that? No, 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 I'm not, I'm, I, I was just walking around, I'll go get my real clothes, Okay. <laughs> So, <laughs> amen, hallelujah. So the first point to shout about is God loves you just the way you are, but he wants you to change, amen? The second thing is that he's not done with you yet. He's, he's got greater things. He said, you haven't, he told Nate, Nate, you haven't seen anything yet. You'll see angels ascending and descending from heaven. 
Greater things will, you'll see. This is not the end. This is just the beginning. I'm the Son of God, but I'm going to do great and mighty things in spite of you. Praise the Lord. That's why, I'm going to tell you something. That's why you need to read your Bible. Because the Bible tells you what God wants to do with you. Amen? Now, it may not seem like it's happening, but you got to believe. That's what John's gospel was all about. He wanted us to believe in the Son of God. You know, you may look at your finances and go, it doesn't look like it's going to work out. God said, oh, yeah, it will. So you might look at your health report, and the doctor said, it doesn't look like you're going to make it. But God, amen, has got promises to us. And, you know, it's, it's like what the Bible is like a, a movie preview of what's going to happen. Do you go to the movies sometimes and you, you, you see a preview? And you look at it and you go like, hmm, that looks like that's going to be a pretty good movie, right? But guess what? The movie has already been produced. It's already been filmed. It's already been written. It's all, they've hired all the actors. They've, they've typed the cast. Everybody's got their place. They're going over their lines. They, the, the preview is something that has already happened. The Bible, when you read it, is a preview of what's already going to happen in your life. Amen? I like going to the preview. I like reading the Bible. Oh, all things work together for the good to them that love God and call according to your purpose. That's me. Hallelujah. My provision is for those that love me. Praise the Lord. So God is not accustomed to making empty promises. He's not going to say something and not back it up. When they show a premiere of a movie coming you know, July 15th, they don't like to say, oh, well, you know what? Forget it. We, we're not going to do that. Amen? <laughs> That's not the way. The Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Amen? It's already production, getting ready to happen. I like that about God. Don't you? Amen. So we have to be excited, even though we don't see all the promises that are happening in, right in front of us. We have to know that the movie is coming, it's on its way, the production is at hand, it's our, it's it, what do they t- say, Joe? It's in the can. It, it's in the can, right? It's coming. Get ready. What you need, your provision, it's coming. When I was praying for a blessing for the church for, I don't know, it seemed like three months, all of a sudden, it happened. It was in production. God was working it out, and then it happened. God is so good. But you can't give up because you don't see it. You can't say it's not, it's not going to happen. David's clapping. His job, he was believing for his job. It was in production. It's going to happen. What do you believe in God for? Don't give up. Keep believing. Praise the Lord. So uh, I, I want to end with just uh, one little thing here. Are you encouraged? Are you encouraged that just as Jesus called Nathaniel, he knew what he was all about, but he still loved him? Also, he said, you're going to see greater things than you could ever imagine. Isn't that what it says in 1 Corinthians 2? Eye has not seen nor ear heard all the wonderful things that God has prepared for those that love him. That's me. That's us, right? I believe it, Lord. And so that's what it was in the Gospels. Let's look at this. There's four. People wonder, why do they have four Gospels? Why can't they just tell the story? Why do they need four people? You ever wonder that? Why, why is there so many differences in, in the gospel? Well, it depends on who you're talking to, who is writing it. So let's look. Matthew, if we have that on the screen, Matthew was to the Jewish crowd. They had to know that Jesus was in the lineage of David. He was the king of the Jews, and he's come. He was, it was prophesied. 
So he was telling people in the Jewish custom the things that were happening so they could relate to it. Luke was to the Gentiles. He didn't want, uh, Luke didn't want the Gentiles to feel like they're isolated. They're not part of the promise that God has for them. Praise the Lord. So that's why Luke is in that way. Now Mark, I like Mark. Mark is the action gospel. It shows Jesus as a servant. Not, there's no stories. There's no parables. It's just Jesus heals. Jesus delivers. Jesus comes here. Jesus goes there. Amen. I like that. Amen. If you want to see Jesus move, watch the, watch, uh, read Mark. Then John teaches us that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen. In the beginning was the Word. What was the beginning? In the beginning of time in Genesis 1, in the beginning, God was the Word. Jesus was with God in the beginning. And he that believeth on him shall what? Never perish, but have everlasting life. If you have that life on the inside of you and you want to share it, you need to share it. Uh, in First John it says, if you see your brother have a need and you don't help him and you shut up the bowels of your compassion how dwelleth the love of God on the inside of you? Amen? If you can't talk about Jesus, you can't tell someone, do you have the love of God on the inside of you? For God loved you, you need to love others. And, and we need to have a joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Is my strength, oh, the joy of the Okay, so I can't sing that that well. But I went to children's church, and we were talking to Margaret the other day. And she sang a little, as I said, a little ditty. <laughs> and let's see if we have it up on the screen here. And look at the joy. Here we go. When I get to heaven, gonna walk with Jesus. When I get to heaven, gonna see his face. When I get to heaven, gonna talk with Jesus. Saved by his wonderful grace. Because I'm saved, saved, wonderfully saved. Washed in the blood of the Lamb. Saved, saved, wonderfully saved. And I'm so glad I am, hallelujah. When I get to heaven, gonna walk with Jesus. When I get to heaven, gonna see his face. When I get to heaven, gonna walk with Jesus. Saved by his wonderful, saved by his marvelous, saved by his wonderful grace. Amen. Jesus said we must be like little children. Amen. So let's bow our heads and pray. Father, thank you for those that are here. We thank you that we've heard your word to go out and preach the good news to whoever we come across. Into our world, Lord, let us speak what you have called us to speak. Thank you that we can share the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Father, empower your people. Impress upon your people who they need to talk to, who they need to share so that they can come and visit us on Visitor Sunday to come and see what great things you're doing in our hearts and in our lives. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.